Good morning. It is Tuesday, November 14th. It is seven minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Senator Mike Braun, he went to the southern border in the year 21. He wanted to see the record border crossings that began shortly after President Biden took office. And guess what? He was there again yesterday. He said fentanyl is killing Hoosiers every day and we've had over 600,000 gotaways enter our country from nearly every nation on earth some who are likely terrorists as the fbi director testified last week well there's clearly just a just just a huge amount of problems at the southern border and the biggest of them is you have a president of the united states who from the moment he was elected essentially declared a do drop in policy up to and including in a press conference telling these illegal immigrants or parents of illegal immigrants how to ensure your kid gets to stay in the country once they make it here and so you when you have an environment in which and they've how many times have has like fox news interviewed these illegal immigrants crossing the country and they've uh, crossing into the country and they have said yeah, we're here because Biden told mm-hmm. us to come. Biden yeah. told us how to stay. We are told the USA is, you know, the USA is open for for business. They're here because it is they are under the impression and rightfully so that the president of the United States, the head of the Democrat Party, is wholly invested in mass illegal immigration. Yeah, you hear him a lot say, thank you, Joe Biden. So I don't know if you saw this, but Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, introduced a resolution to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. You know who didn't vote on that? I was I knew you were going to see it. You want to know who didn't vote on that? So eight Republicans voted with Democrats to kill the resolution. Uh And you know the guy you're talking about? Yeah, who didn't? 11 people did not even vote. Yeah, uh uh-huh, 11. Who's right there at the top? Let's go in ABC order, Casey. (laughs) Why don't we... That way we're we're being fair and people can't say, well, you're picking on, you know, so-and-so because Mm -hmm. you just don't like so-and-so. Casey, Mm -hmm. if we're going in ABC order, what name is at the top of the list? Jim Banks. What? Yes. Again? He didn't vote. Not a yes or a no, just a no-show. Okay, so here is the question that I have on this. Because, so Marjorie Taylor Greene entered um, uh, articles of impeachment Mm -hmm. against Alejandro Mayorkas. Yep, high crimes and misdemeanors. And this comes on the heels of the Speaker of the House, Johnson, just totally lambasting in an interview, Mayorkas and, and his behavior. And there were 11 Republicans who did not vote on this topic. Now, I was told by somebody, well, they were at a military base in Africa. Mm -hmm. Wait a second. You're telling me that the Republican Party is so disorganized that they're allowing a vote to take place? How were you ever going to get to the necessary number of votes in that case? Now, 11 or eight Republicans voted no, but three Republicans, Banks, Bouchon, Mm -hmm. and Greggy, Greg Pence, Pence, didn't vote. Didn't vote. Now, if indeed they were out of the country or unable to attend, my question is, because this is now the second very important vote Jim Banks has just not voted on, the debt ceiling, and now this one, mm-hmm. what is going on with the Republican Party where they are scheduling votes at a time where large numbers of their caucus aren't in attendance and 
What are Jim Banks and Larry Bouchon and Greg Pence's people doing? Do they have so little sway that they're like, wait a second, you guys got to wait till we get we get back here. This is, I mean, somebody owes on all sides an explanation on how this stuff keeps happening. And does Jim Banks have so little pull that he can't get them to delay a vote on impeachment of a high-ranking Biden cabinet uh, member until he gets back we're told you know he's this big leader and he's this big tough guy hell greg pence is the vice is the brother of the former vice president larry bouchon has been in the congress since the earth was young we're led to believe that apparently indiana's congress people have absolutely no pull whatsoever or they just didn't care casey mm-hmm. yep. which one is it uh well they were busy apparently i don't know is there an option c so mike braun is one of the people who is saying that mayorkas should be impeached he didn't get a vote in that because obviously he's in the congress but he was at the southern border he was there with the Indiana Sheriff's Association, and this is what he had to say. Hey, Senator Braun here. Just got down to uh, Maverick County, Eagle uh, Pass, Texas, in front of the uh, county attorney sign. We're getting ready to go down to the border here in a little bit. Very happy the Indiana Sheriff's Association asked me to come along with a group of sheriffs from Indiana because all the issues on the border aren't just here, they're around the country. So, I'll keep you posted as the day goes on. Uh, we're going to visit a lot of spots. And uh, I'll give you a report on what it looks like. Okay, but he, ne- it, he needs a microphone. But don't we know at this point, Casey? Hmm. I mean, don't we know what. Okay, Mike Braun went down and revealed to us that the border is a train wreck. Yeah. Not news. I mean, Mike Braun went down and revealed illegal immigration is rampant and out of control. Yeah. Mm hmm. So the question, again, let's bring it full circle because we have a lot of a lot of people either in our state elected positions or our national elected positions are really good at identifying the problem. They're good at taking the reservation. They're just not so good at holding the reservation. In this case, it'd be solving the problem. So, and Mike Braun, I guess you would give him a pass on this because he voted against the most recent government funding bill, though he has voted on multiple government funding bills that don't solve the problem. But let's just take it out of the equation. The Republicans will once again, as they have now twice in the past uh, 10 months, had the ability to solve this problem because, well, we have another government funding bill that is about to be voted on. So we saw it with the debt ceiling, and the uh, continuing resolution that got Kevin McCarthy bounced out of the as the speaker. The Republicans hold all the cards. They hold the money in the House of Representatives. The Republicans do not actually care about solving the border problem, which is why even when they have had all the levers of government, they don't actually solve the problem. But we'll see, Casey, because mm-hmm. we are approaching rapidly, as we talked about yesterday, the this end of this continuing resolution, which means the Republicans hold all the cards. If indeed the G- Democrats actually fear the government shutdown the way they claim it, it'll throw the economy into chaos and blah blah blah. The same stuff they always say. Want to bet the border the border doesn't get fully funded in this next uh, government funding uh, 
Carousel, yeah, yeah. The resolution. Uh, so he's getting mixed reviews on this visit. Some people are saying, keep up the great work. We love you. Hoosiers support you and care about what you're doing. And then on the other side, some people are saying, post your voting record on funding the border. Then maybe we'll listen to you. Somebody else said, I hope this cheap stunt was not taxpayer funded. Well, Mike Braun, he's back from the border. He was on Fox and Friends this morning, and he said the folks on the front lines down there told me that they're worried our border is a national security threat. By the way, so far, this has costed taxpayers $451 billion a year, and that is from a new 49-page report that was released from House Republicans, part of the impeachment process that many want to do against Alejandro Mayorkas. So the question to Mike Braun, I mean, don't kid yourself. Mike Braun is doing this because he's running for, for governor. governor. It's free earned media. What are we doing? We're talking about this mm-hmm. right now. And it's, again, it's the power of, and we're going to, by the way, we're going to have Curtis Hill on later today. And we're going to talk to him a little bit about whether it's Mike Braun with something like this or Brad Chambers with the IEDC and now the donations. He's able to pull in the sort of uphill battle, someone like a Curtis Hill is up against because he doesn't have the ability to essentially dole out favors or go use uh, air quote public business as a way to promote himself in his campaign like how is the deck stacked against people based on their positions and, and who they know if mike braun is serious about solving the border crisis what is mike braun prepared to do about it is mike braun prepared to shut down the government and being governor is all about sway and influence Does Mike Braun have any sort of influence in Washington, D.C.? If not, if the answer is no, and you've been there, he's going on six years of having, or he's been there five years, it'll be six years, of having been there, then what makes you a good, you know, a good governor? Mm -hmm. These, These are all the things people should be asking someone like Mike Braun when he's out and about, not just line up for a photo op, not just kiss the ring finger. Ask him these questions. Okay, you did this thing. What was the purpose of it? What did you actually accomplish? And what are you prepared to do? And are you and how what links are you prepared to go to to fix the issue? Okay, we've got more from Mike Braun. We're going to hear from him throughout the morning. And uh, Vivek is on a roll right now. He is calling out everybody he can. And we're going to hear from him next on 93 WIBC. 20 minutes after nine, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. What's that face for? You have an inquisitive look. Well, no, it's just like there's a real, I mean, we opened the program talking about a crisis in the country, but there's another crisis going on in this building. And I just, I was going to hold off trying to address it, but I just, I think right now we've got to, we've got to bring this to the forefront. It has been on my mind for the last week. And, um, it really, look, I don't even know. It's probably like the border crisis in the sense, I don't even know who you begin to complain to, to get something fixed. Okay. But the soda machine on the sixth floor <laughs> is not producing cold sodas anymore. This is a major problem. What an issue. Yeah. You How go are up you going to survive? You go up there and you buy a soda. And, of course, it's like $93 to get a soda mm-hmm. now, thanks to mm-hmm. Biden. Mm-hmm. And it is hot. Oh. So, and so I have to take the soda. Yeah. I have to now pre-plan my day mm-hmm. to get up to the sixth floor, <laughs> get the soda, put it in the freezer. Then, of course, you got to remember you got it in the freezer because you don't want it to stay in the freezer it, yeah, too long. Yeah, because it'll freeze and, and then explode. I have no idea why yeah. or has no one else complained. I mean, I, I you know me. I don't want to be a complainer. I'm sure. just a rank and file, right. you know, 
orderly type employee, mm -hmm. but I, I have reached my limit on the warm soda. What is wrong with the soda machine on the sixth floor? Is it plugged in? Well, of yeah, course of it course, is. Yeah, so you, I mean, you put the dollar yeah. in and it, sure. you know, you vend sure. and you put your number in and boom, they're, they're warm. Hmm. It's like if you just left them atop your refrigerator. Yeah, you could, um, I don't know, bring from home and put it in the refrigerator, prepare a little. I could, yeah. but I feel, I, I, I we're a capitalistic society. Yeah. Did you? I saw the look you just made right there. By the way, in the YouTube chat, the, your eyes. You did. You looked at the ground, and your eyes got as big as saucers, which meant I cannot believe this guy is wasting our valuable airtime with this complaint. But seriously, we are a capitalistic society. Mm -hmm. I'm paying for the service. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's unreasonable to say I would like this soda to be cold so I might come back down and enjoy the soda while I'm doing the radio show. Is it a Pepsi or a Coke machine? It's a Pepsi. Well, I think they have both in there. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay, good. Now, I don't do the bottles anymore because those are way too expensive. Yeah. I got to do the can of soda. Mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. I'm on my last leg of patience <laughs> on this. So I don't know who I complained to about this, but I'm putting it out there right now into the ether that somebody's got to fix the sixth floor. <laughs> soda machine hey can we talk about uh vivek ramaswamy and what he did on news nation last night <laughs> with chris cuomo <laughs> this was great yeah it kind of it got a little chaotic there because ramaswamy he was attacking what nikki haley again and then chris cuomo actually vivek was saying that nikki is attacking him yeah and he's just giving it back so ramaswamy has entered the fun phase of politics in which he uh, don't care no more well there, there are various <laughs> you know it's like it's like stages of acceptance mm -hmm. in politics and he has entered the stage of acceptance where he recognizes he's probably not going to win and he's got probably enough money to be able to run this thing through Iowa and New Hampshire and he is going out in a blaze of glory mm -hmm. and he is just having a good old time yeah and calling out everybody on his way so it's being reported from real clear politics that Nikki Haley is beating Ramaswamy by nearly 5%. So at this point, what does he have to lose? Well, she Other should, than to get everything off his chest. She should be, though, Casey. I mean, this is like when the people are like, Nikki Haley surging. What is she at? What is she at? Seven? <laughs> right, surging. Oh, is, that, is that it? Seven? It's somewhere between 10 and seven. Okay, yeah, okay. So this lady was a, a multi-term governor. Mm -hmm. She was the UN, UN ambassador, ambassador. Mm -hmm. she i mean was in the national spotlight and the fact that she's beating it's should it be news that she's beating some guy who reminds me of the dude who used to sell air quote electronics in the high school parking lot with his trunk open at, at Brownsburg High School. I mean, is that, that that is news. I mean, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, look at Nikki Haley. She's wiping the floor with Vivek Ramaswamy. Woo, buddy. But I like it that he's saying the things that average people say. People who aren't running sure. for president say. Because he don't he don't have anything to worry about anymore. And that's entertaining. Well, here he is giving it to Chris Cuomo. Ramaswamy, why do you keep going at Nikki Haley? Why do you think this is going to bear fruit? Chris, I don't know what you've been smoking, man. You and the rest of the mainstream media, it's laughable. Nikki Haley's been going after me the whole campaign. First what? debate, second debate. You know, she's been trailing me for much of the time, but I realize the establishment media has realized that there's a puppet they want to put up. I'm not playing that game. The grassroots of this country know they want a leader who isn't going to send us our sons and daughters to go die in foreign wars that racked up $7 trillion in debt. Dick Cheney 2.0 yeah. has taken over the GOP. 
problem is the Democratic establishment media is now rooting for war, too. I'm the only candidate speaking for a true America First agenda on that debate stage, and I think we're going to be successful. Vivek, how are you going to bring people together when you just uh, put yeah. together a tapestry of conspiracies? You know that I'm not pitching anything about Nikki what, Haley. What are you she talking, won't even come I mean, on my a, show. There's no tapestry. She won't even come on my no show. There's no tapestry of conspiracies. I'm sure she doesn't. Second. Hold on a second. <laughs> I let you. I let you put it out there, and now you know I get to finish smoking, and uh, now I get to answer, which is, um, oh, this is what the media is doing: is putting up Nikki Haley well, against me because the they know I'm the real they, they deal. Picked. Please, she That's, hasn't even been the, on my show. I'm Chris, just please. watching you get you know slapped what? I, I, around I call by her, Kristen and I'm Welker. wondering what I, your strategy you know, is. The fact of the matter is, Chris, that my strategy is calling out the mainstream media like I did to Kristen Welker at the start of that debate. I asked her about the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, told her to look the audience in the eye and apologize to them. Just like I'll tell you, you're part of the mainstream media dis despite pretending like you're not. Look the audience in the eye oh, and tell I'm part how you covered for your media. brother. For all that happened, I'm part Absolutely of the mainstream you media. And you, and you, hey, listen. And you play the listen, same games that the you, rest of the mainstream you media don't does. Take care of You're your doing family? it tonight. That's fine. You're, you've been, Vivek, you have been, you have been covering for your you brother. Think, you have been playing you, a game. I, you were of kicked off I cover for CNN. So the, of course, the, I help my brother. The, yeah, it, of course, it, it, I do. And you know what? That's been journalistic standards that have now been failed, not just by you, but by every member of the broken political media. So yes, it is going to take an outsider to call it out. And you want to look Everyone at Everyone in the media well, most is the responsible for covering for my brother? See what I'm saying? You miss 90% of the media is colluding by with going respect too broad. to pushing one, one answer Vivek. on the American public for the origin of COVID-19 to the Hunter Biden laptop story what to now which people they decide they want to put up as their puppets. Wow, well, now I'm going to just stab myself in the eyes with an ice pick. we got to end that there, Casey. I mean, that is just... Well, there's a couple things. One, Vivek said his strategy right now is to call out the mainstream media. Chris Cuomo admitted right there that he covered for his brother. And then Vivek said 90% of the mainstream media is pulling for Nikki Haley. Like, he's just pulling out random statistics. Well, see, this is why. I, I, look, to credit to uh, Ramaswamy for going on. Credit to Cuomo for taking it and giving it back. Mm -hmm. And this is why it just breaks my heart that our politicians in this state are such wimps, Casey. Because mm -hmm. think of the fun we could have with them. <laughs> we could do that all the time on oh, this show right there. And you know me. I take it as good as I give it. I have mm -hmm. no problem if people give it back to me. And we could have a great old time together. There's only been one politician that I know of who has been like that. Yeah. And that was Jim Lucas, who and, would come on the show. And then he stopped. Yeah, and then he stopped. And then he stopped. Yeah. All right. It is 28 minutes after 9. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Some people call me the space cowboy. 9.34, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Some Secret Service agents protecting President Biden's granddaughter. They opened fire yesterday after three people tried to break into an unmarked Secret Service vehicle. It was sitting in the nation's capital. Apparently, these hijackers did not realize it was a Secret Service Oops. vehicle and were trying to break into Oops. it. Yes. Uh, how ridiculous, right? Kind of picked the wrong car to hijack <laughs> secret service agents that were uh, assigned to protect naomi biden they were out with her she was out in a georgetown neighborhood this happened uh, late sunday night you know georgetown 
Yeah. It's a lot of bars, by the way, yes. in Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm not going to say that's what she was doing. I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, and there's no, if she, as long as she is of age, there's sure, no problem with that. She's having a good time. But the agents, they opened fire. Uh, no one was struck by the gunfire. You know how much better my life would have been, Casey, mm-hmm. if I would have had a Secret Service detail to drive me to and from the bars? <laughs> like, let's just say. As ages, a designated driver. Yeah, just say like ages. Mm-hmm. To, let's just pick a random time frame. Like, say ages 20. 24 to 31. Man, I'll tell you what, I lost a lot of my life having to sleep in the back seat of my car and mm-hmm. in parking garages and, uh, you know, just killing time for several hours until you sober up. I mean, I would have had to worry about none of that. I would literally have weeks of my life back if I'd have had a Secret Service detail to drive me to and from places. Yeah, so it does uh, bring to light, though, about what is going on with crime not only in washington dc but everywhere police have reported more than 750 carjackings this year alone more than 6000 reports of stolen vehicles in washington dc alone it it's it's kind of like indianapolis it's becoming a very dangerous place to be well and they all have a common thread which is they're run by radical left Democrats, whether it's Indianapolis or Washington, D.C. or Chicago, Illinois. I mean, they're all run by the same type of people. So Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about this, and uh, she was asked about the the violent crime in cities, not only in D.C., but across the country. And this was her answer. This year, auto thefts are way up. Carjackings are way up. Uh, Violent crime is way up here in D.C. A couple of members of Congress were attacked. Now this overnight. How concerned is the president about the increase of crime in this city where so many government workers live? So we are definitely concerned about what we're seeing, and not just here, across the country, obviously. They're concerned. But why is it happening? Miss Corinne Jean-Pierre mm-hmm. or Biden or whoever is taking the question, why is it happening? The reason it's happening is because the bad guys don't fear the people in charge of these cities. They don't think they're going to get caught. And if they do get caught, they think there's a very slim chance they're actually going to be held to account. Well, not only that, but I think I, you could add that the cost of everything is so much greater that people, you know, theft, trying to steal a car. Well, it's because, you know. here here's a, here's a great example, Casey. When these stores, because the, the prosecutors have come out in some of these major cities and said, if it's a theft of under a certain amount, we're not going to deal with it. Well, then you have just given a green light, essentially, to these shoplifters to say, hey, I can steal up to whatever, and there's a great chance. I, well, why would anybody ever pay for anything? We are a nation based on laws, and these radical left Democrat prosecutors have essentially thrown the law book, the rule book, out the window, and it's basically a free for all out there. Okay, so we've got Micah Beckwith who's going to join us next. Uh, we're going to ask him about what's going on with the RNC chair lady, Rona Rana. Rona Rana McDaniel, right? By, and by the way, I got an answer on the vending machine already. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Nobody listens, Casey, but we got an answer. Gonna, Our listeners are the best. Are you going to tell us the answer? Some, We're going to have to wait for it. Somebody from the vending machine industry let me know. I'll give it to you later. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the WIBC hotline. Joined by the conservative voice for the state of Indiana, Pastor Micah Beckwith. All right, Beckwith, uh, Rona Rana McDaniel. She's awful at her job. She's totally unapologetic. And yet the Republicans keep letting her lead this party down a path to nowhere. What say you? Yeah, I think that's a, a good assessment there. I think we kind of get stuck in. <laughs> yeah, path to nowhere. Good assessment. Sorry, Micah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I think I think we get caught in the Republican Party and being a popularity club. And I think she's got friends. Obviously, being in a seat of power like that, she'll make friends. And and here's the problem. You know, I I like a lot of people in the Republican Party, but I don't always agree that they're the best people to be leading. And it, just because I like somebody personally doesn't mean that they're they're best they're best to lead. And so so we've kind of. Unfortunately, we, we've turned it in, and it's been this way for a long time. It's not just Republicans. Democrats do the same thing, but it becomes popularity contest. And I, as I, the more involved in politics you get, you start to realize it's like, man, this feels like middle school and high school, you know, prom king and queen all over again. You know what I mean? Where it's just, you're, you're really just, you know, the most, the most popular. And, and we've, got to, we've got to be able to put that aside and say, no, who can do the job, who's competent, and who will lead us down the path? And I well, think, wait, well, I got a question for you because yeah, you know you're yeah. friends with these Republican people, and we're not allowed in the events anymore. So, um, <laughs> do, do they just like okay. losing? Do they like losing? I mean, eighteen lost, twenty lost, twenty-two lo- underachieved, barely won the house. I'll call that a loss. Twenty-three lost. Like it's the same person in charge. I, I get being popular, but at some point, the rich kid runs out of money, and they're of no use to you. Well, I think they're 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 missing the 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 climate. I think the American people, and then we saw this in some cities in Indiana, where the Republican establishment is saying, well, we, we want to run away from conservative constitutional values because we want the left to be our friends. We might be able to win some Democrats over to our side, and that's how we're going to win. No, that's not how you're going to win. That's how you're going to lose. I mean, you even look at you look at that cities like Evansville and Terre Haute, even like they're Democrats. If you listen to the Democrat mayoral candidates that won in these cities and beat Republicans, the Democrats sounded more conservative in their talking points than the Republican candidates did. And so we've got to tell the Republicans, hey, don't run away from conservative traditional values. Go back and embrace it, because really, ultimately, the, the nation wants that. They want that truth. They want to go back that way. And we can't keep apologizing for Things like standing up for life or standing for traditional family values or we people want that. And if we run away from it, we'll continue to lose. And I think that's what's happening on a national stage and even potentially it, we're going down that path in Indiana. Uh, Micah Beck with our guest. So last night you went to the what was it? The uh, the Vigo County Lincoln Day dinner. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. okay. So I'm curious when you go into those rooms, because that is the people that are at the heart of the Republican Party. And I ask you this all the time. I'm fascinated. You get to go to all of these like last night. Do they look at what's going on in our state and go, hey, things are going pretty well here. Or do they look at the National Republican Party and go, those guys are on it. Or are they like, we got to throw all of you people out because th- this is a colossal failure. Where where what? are the pe- where are the Republican diehards at? That's a good question. I think nationally speaking, I think they're saying we've got issues. I, I will say this: that there's that there's a lot of good things happening in Indiana when it comes to uh, in Indiana politics. We're we're far better than Michigan. We're far better than Illinois. Better than Kentucky and Ohio, even in my opinion. I'm glad I'm glad we get to be that beacon in the Midwest of of conservatism. Now they will say, and you know, Rod Bray was the the guest speaker last night. I thought he did a good job laying out where we are, but he also was very honest. I think he. He really hit on some points where he said we got 
we've got some issues. We've got to work on, on uh, solving some of these problems and challenges. And he brought up things like, like taxes. Uh, you know, I think he, he, re- he recognized, I mean, things like the property tax and, and things like that. So, He's I mean, again, in charge of it, Micah. He's the head of the Senate. <laughs> I get that. I'm just telling you what he was saying. Again, I, I thought his message was good. Now, can he put, can he put legs to that? That'll be the question. And we, that's where we have to come alongside of our, our reps and our legislators and say, Okay, now act. I'm tired of talk. Like, start acting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It, 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 do they mean it, though? Because, again, <laughs> he's in charge. It's like we used to talk about Jim Lucas all the time on social media. Someone should really do something about this. Well, I don't know. Why don't you do something about it instead of being on Facebook complaining about nobody doing something about it? It's as though none of these people recognize, Micah, they have the ability to fix the thing that they are currently lamenting. Well, again, yes, and I think that's a great criticism. I think we have to hold our, our legislators accountable. I Remember this, though, too. We've got to give credit to where credit is due, and it is not easy corralling uh, you know, all these different types of people. As leaders. I mean, Mike Johnson's facing that right now. I mean, Mike Johnson, I know, I've met him. I, he's a good guy, but he's every person in that role is going to have the hardest time getting us unified, and I think that's the – the, the strength of the Republican Party is that we are very independent in, in when it comes to our thinking. But that also can be a weakness. We're not like the Democrats that just, you know, take their march, marching orders and go. So, so I think I think that's the that's the issue. So the guys in the Indiana leadership, they're going to have to come come to grips with that and say, how can we unify the party around traditional conservative values mm-hmm. and and sell it and message? And even Rod and I talked a little bit last night. I think messaging, I, we even brought up the point of messaging. Like he recognized it's like, hey, we might do good on policy sometimes, but we, we're, not, we're not as good as, at messaging as a party. And we need to, we need to get better at that. So. Okay, but wait a second now. Is he taking any direction from Rona Ronna McDaniel? Because she says when it comes to the party that she's just making the road for the candidates to drive on. It's their message. No, no, that's, that, I think that's a cop out. She's, she's the, She's the top dog when it comes to messaging. I mean, that's what the party chairman or chairwoman is supposed to do is is taking the message to the people. And and she can't she can't cop out on that. It's her job and and her job alone. And and if it's not working, then she needs to go. And I I agree with with what you guys said earlier. She's she's certainly uh, she certainly needs to go. Now, I will say this. The vice chair of the National Party, Drew McKissick, he's a friend of mine. Drew, Drew would be a, a really great leader of the party, and, and we, may see, we may see that happen here sooner rather than later. So I think I'm excited for the p- possibility of that. Uh, Micah Beckwith is our guest. All right, let's look at Ohio. That was a, just a complete disaster in Ohio, a Republican state where essentially now on-demand abortion has been codified into their constitution. What, uh, what happened? Well, I, I think two things. It made me thankful that Indiana is is a state where it's very hard to change our constitution. This is this is the beauty of the founders, the slow process the founders put in place. When it's easy to change your constitution with just a simple majority vote, you can things can run off the rails big time. And, and I know some conservatives over in Ohio that are just reeling because of what happened. But again. We, we should value a slowed-down government for that reason. And I think what you're seeing is you're seeing um, really bad messaging. We're not – Republicans and conservatives don't counterpunch. That's why Donald Trump is so loved by so many people because he's a great counterpuncher. But the party, the establishment elite, they don't like to punch back. And so in Ohio, 
the left was running the messaging. They were saying, this is all about abortion. They're stealing your reproductive rights. It's not reproductive rights. It's murder. You're, and, and what the Republican Party should have done is said, no, it's not reproductive rights. This is murder. And they should have run billboards and say, this is your choice to vote for murdering innocent children or not murdering innocent children. And, and they just don't do it that way. They were like, well, that'd be mean. That messaging would be too strong or too harsh. And it's like, well, you got to fight fire with fire sometimes. And I think that's what we saw in Ohio. It, an easy constitutional state to change so they 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 have they have a poor uh process over in in that regard but then they had bad messaging so and it's it's sad i i mean i hate to see see what's going on over there but okay but let's let's go back to rona rona mcdonald and she said that the party needs common sense when it comes to abortion what is that what does that even mean that's a great question. So when is it okay to murder a child? That's a really great question. I mean, maybe it's okay to murder a child at 13 weeks or maybe or maybe 24 weeks. Or you know what? Maybe Ralph Ralph Northrum, uh, Blackface Northrum out there in uh, Virginia, like he said, uh, it was uh, after birth, you know, three up to three weeks after birth, you can murder a child. That is such a... A, uh, a terrible talking point when it's common sense. No, life, you either defend life or you don't. And if you can't defend life, you're not going to defend liberty. And if you won't defend liberty, you're not going to defend my right to pursue happiness. So, so I always look at abortion as the pinnacle when it comes to how well are you going to lead. You're either going to protect life or you're not. And if you don't, if you compromise on protecting life, then, then I, I, I just don't have time for you. Micah, can you do me a favor? And I know you will do this for me because you're, you're a man of the people. Um, Next time you go to one of these Lincoln Days, and if uh, Rod Bray is indeed there, can you give him my phone number and tell him (laughs) I am really looking forward to speaking about all the things Indiana is doing super well, and why just limit it to a room full of people? Why wouldn't he want to just tell, you know, tens of thousands of people? Can you just let him know that I'm anxious to talk to him about all the things Indiana is doing really well? I will try, but I don't want to get punched in the face either. Uh, uh, That's no, but but here's the here's the deal. He he was again. I I thought Rod's message last night was was solid. I I hadn't really heard Rod in that setting before, and and he did highlight that Indiana is a great business state. I mean, I, sure they are, take care of their cronies. Absolutely, if you are a rich, well connected person, they will roll out the red carpet for you. Yes, we agree on that. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, not to say there's problems. We don't have problems. We got problems, but. But we are ranked number one when it comes to opening businesses in Indiana or in the in the country. So so I think there's a lot of again, look around the, for the Midwest. Indiana is I think the Lord's raising Indiana up to be that beacon of conservative, constitutional and just just truth, that beacon of truth when all the other states are going down this path of just just destruction. I mean, they're, they're running off the cliff of destruction, to be honest. And I think, I think we're set up to really, to really be that, that model. Like, no, this is how you do it. But again, it's not, not to say we're perfect. We're not perfect, but, but we are far better. So. All right. Uh, we'll let you out of here with this. You asked me to critique your pastoring this past Sunday. And here's what I, here's what I have to say, Casey. Yeah. Not, I didn't know you were going to do this on the air. Well, oh, you yes. sent me a message. You said, uh, here, I'll read exactly what he said. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think how we could be any more clear than than uh, than this, Casey. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, boy, this is some great radio right here. Oh, there it is. Uh, let me know some of your critical feedback. How's the content, the presentation, video quality, et cetera? Uh, I think you did phenomenal on Sunday at Live Church. I, I always am, am just captivated by your performance, and I think you do a great job telling the word of the Lord as the way it needs to be told. I will say this, though. The sleeves rolled up outside the jacket is just not working for me. 
<laughs> I, I I hate uh, long sleeves. I don't like when my yeah. sleeves come down to my palm. It just drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. And so I just roll them up and. I don't know. I can start something. We can start. I'm, I'm a trendsetter. Okay. I, I can set this trend. I think it'll work. All right, Micah, back with you. are the best. Thank you. Hey, thanks, for guys. Every, Love you. For Keep every, it what? Yeah, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. For every $100,000 you have in retirement savings, you can get a $16,000 bonus. That's a cherry on top. Say what? Yes, that's right. Get an extra $16,000. An instant 16% bonus added to your retirement savings. Say what? Yes, plus you get a competitive return, an average of 7% per year for the past 10 years. Even better, this is backed by one of the largest insurance companies in the world for your peace of mind because i know how you are casey about peace of mind i like it bill dimry is your retirement guy here at indy you know he's our retirement guy too learn how you can get your 16 percent bonus by calling bill at 317-932-9912 this offer won't last long 317-932-9912 317-932-9912 317-932-9912 past performance is no guarantee of future returns